Welcome to Tales from the Polycult, a podcast hosted by two former metas turned arch nemeses turned best friends. And here we are back again. I think this is what episode seven and we are still going. We've we're still having fun, I guess. Back again been a second yeah and honestly we've been pulling from some original recordings for like a while now and there's just been so much happening in both of our lives that we were like let's just jump in and and check up because we're getting a little tiny following and people are sending us comments about the episodes so yes that's exciting that's been neat we're we're happy to see some of you joining us slightly surprised to see others but you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah a little bit we're in like i don't know eight or ten states or something now like in some of those states i don't even know if i know people in so that's exciting yeah, i know that there were states that i don't i don't know people in but i feel like you know more people than i do so <laughs> <laughs> well that's what happens when you tour yourself around on the internet and every like <laughs> creative avenue possible so no. if i've been on I've been in music, art, uh, TikTok, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I, can't, I just can't stick to one. No, I just um, got involved <laughs> with, <laughs> I can't either. I just got involved with um, the Shakespeare productions in Knoxville. And apparently that's something that I'm going to devote a large amount of time to. So yeah, that's, that's really fun. exciting. I've enjoyed hearing about that and your, your little one being awesome. They're not a little one anymore. But oh god, so cool! Like, Oof. yeah, they're the only teen involved in in the Shakespeare right now. Uh, well, in the last play, I don't know, but it's been really exciting. They did really good, and I had a lot of fun. I ended up getting dragged into doing some sound and stage management, and I considered auditioning for the next play because we're looking for people. Um, but I think I'm just gonna offer to understudy because. Um, the tarot told me I was taking on too much and I was like it fair isn't it funny how the universe is always just like oh hey you know that thing you didn't want me to call your hand on guess what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well also you know me and I'm always like what should I not do right now and uh then I go do that thing so and then you hurt yourself maybe one day I'll <laughs> yeah <laughs> I may or may not be doing that again currently, but we'll see. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already know what I'm referring to. So. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we're back. We have a lot, a lot of things that have happened. Um, I, I, I had a, I had I moved. Yep. And I had to put one of my my dogs down unfortunately and then someone that mean, means a lot to me passed away so that's that's been my life for a minute yeah you've, <laughs> you've definitely had a lot going on it's almost rivaled my level well, of chaos you kind of have had like more positive things going on <laughs> you've, you've had yeah yeah and you have a new niece. You have a, a new chaos. niece now. Yeah, I um. Well, I also had to put one of my dogs down. That was like the f yeah, and I didn't even really have time to really deal with that before 
so much else happened. Um, I reconnected with an old ex. Um, my best friend just absolutely cut me out of their life. Uh, I think maybe you had something like that happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my niece was born six weeks early. We were trying to keep her in and and make her bake longer. And she said, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And um, so there was like an emergency C-section. And um, she came a bit earlier than we were expecting. But she's fine. And she's beautiful. And I love her. That's awesome. Um, I still think it's crazy that she was born on Tina's birthday. Yeah. Universe is weird, man. I have so many of those things that happen in my life, though. Like, everything seems to be wildly interconnected. Yeah, that is weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. My life just keeps, like, circling around and crossing over itself all the time. Circling around and around and around and around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some of that I do to myself. Yeah, you know. Don't we all? I think that's going to be my motto of this show is don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? I just like to be really sure of stuff. (laughs) All right. So we have a base. uh, We had base ideas of what we were going to talk about. But now I'm just like, oh, crap. Now we're here. Uh, What were we going to do? That's always me. I could script the whole damn thing out and still be like, this is worse. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, I <laughs> I think that's I think that if I did try to script it out, I would talk about anything but what I wrote yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly what would happen. So so we're not talking about these things. So I have realized that I uh tend to not uh info dump on you now because I'm like, well we can just talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Like and I don't want to like prep you for it because I want it to be natural. And then, like, we don't talk for, like, three weeks now. Yeah. yeah. There there have been a few things that have happened that I'm just like, I kind of want to talk about that. But then we're going to end up in a huge discussion about it. And it should probably be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then sure. I forget. So I need to probably start making a list or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, honestly, same. But then, like, I don't know. Maybe we should just record more often. Or we would need time to be able to do that. So that's also. I think maybe we just overkilled the first time. But we Mm, also didn't know what to expect either. So. No. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people that I respect. So that's been cool. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I've gotten a little bit of feedback. I haven't had as much as as you, but um, I appreciate who who is listening. And it's. it's been interesting to hear um, feedback from really anybody. Like, even if we already knew yeah. that they would be listening, I, I like yeah. to hear uh, the little comments or be like, oh, my God, this part was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are listening, um, hit us up on Instagram and just tell us, like, what your favorite part is or what line like stuck out to you that that makes our day for real yeah um if you have any questions or like you want to be on the show or you want us to talk about a certain subject just email us um polycult with a v instead of a u podcast at gmail.com 
we would love to hear anything, any ideas. We're just winging yeah. it. You know, everybody's winging it. Call back to the last episode. I mean, really? I mean, we call this a, uh, this is the Poly Cult podcast, but I feel like this might end up being more of like a psychology podcast because this is some of this like doesn't necessarily have to do with Polly all the time. It's just kind of life lessons that hit you way harder because you're Polly. And it gets intertwined yeah. with that. Well, I always wanted to take everything that I learn and, and figure out how to apply it to like any area of mm-hmm. life. Because I think one of the big things about Polly is you have to really develop your empathy and your communication skills mm-hmm. and you have to work on your compassion. And I think that that helps across any kind of situation that you might be in. And I think that the level of things you have to talk about that you can ignore in a monogamous relationship. Also, if you use these ideas in monogamy, these ideas of communication, it can really help strengthen your relationship as well. Yeah. And and I think just in in general, the idea of the whole idea of being poly is to is that your your more your idea of love is more broad, I think. And therefore it can apply to people that you love on different levels that you may not have an active relationship with, or just, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of like with what I just went through. I mean, with what I just went through was basically like a mirror of things that I've gone through within my poly relationships. Oh yeah, for sure. That was, that was eerie. The level of similarities and, and kind of same um, with what I went through with my, I guess, former best friend now, mm-hmm. it it totally mirrored other situations I've had in my life and my relationships. And it kind of felt like, OK, we're testing you to see if you're going to like actually hold your boundaries or you're going to. Mm-hmm let the same pattern happen over again where you put somebody else's emotional reaction to your needs ahead of like your own self yeah and I felt like that as well with what I was going through but mine was more like it was a test yes but in more of a way that the universe was kind of like all right we're going to do this lesson one more time <laughs> and see if you actually respond the way that you should. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think I did pretty okay. I think that you did too. And I also think that it's really important for you to be out in your own space because I think that you are functioning really well when you aren't tiptoeing around somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And and I already do that anyways, naturally. Like where I'm living now, he's like, he invited me to come up and watch them play a video game the other night. And I was like up there for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, I'm going to go back down into my cave now. Because social yeah. anxiety. <laughs> I'm just going to stay yeah, out of the sure. way. But it doesn't matter how many times they're like, you're fine. You're not in the way. You're fine. You're fine. Please. We like your company. I'm just like, do you though? 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so that's another thing that you're going to have to work on is trusting when people want you around. So with uh, the stuff that we were just going through. And with your best friend cutting you out, I didn't know if you wanted to go into this particular ex. The one that caused everything? The the thing that I'm doing that I probably shouldn't do? Caused everything. Y'all can't see my air quotes. (laughs) He didn't actually do anything this time. (laughs) This this time. (laughs) This time. (laughs) I can go into that. I wasn't gonna just be like, I wasn't going to like roll up and just be like, let's talk about me. Well, I, did, I didn't I did know how much you wanted to go into it. And I don't if it's yours, then I I feel a little I might I might have to just give a nudge and just sacrifice the editing time, I guess. <laughs> so, the editing time that you don't. Yeah, do. Well, exactly. That's why I try to like that's why I'm like, I don't want to go off topic. Or say something that they're going to have to cut out because I don't do that. (laughs) Oh, no, you can do whatever. You can be like, hey, so what about this thing? And if I'm like, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. Like, I mean, we can I'll leave it in. Like, I'll just be like, we'll get there. Like, like, uh oh, tension. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they got to come back for something. Exactly. I'm just waiting on like something to like like us to get into some kind of like heated debate on here or something and then we'll be like oh guys it's getting crazy (laughs) dude yeah i don't know i mean i'm not saying that it's not gonna happen but like it everything has just been so chill this past year like it's it's just insane so when people were i mean and we when when I was telling people like oh you know I just had to move blah 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 and people were just like oh god what happened again and I'm like not my relationships that's for damn sure (laughs) I'm not putting up with that anymore but oh no um now it's just my family's crazy the next time that I decide to try to um, (laughs) trust anyone from my mother's side of the family besides my grandparents I need y'all to just be like what are you doing stop it like anyone can email literally any of you can just be like stop it this is not gonna go how you want it to go (laughs) yeah anyways go ahead so what we were alluding to is that I got back together with an ex um, that a lot of people in my life are looking at a little sus and it's understandable and I don't blame anybody, but we've both done a lot of work over the past decade and I've I've mentioned him. I think it was in episode five as the one that was gonna listen to the podcast because he'd already asked me about it um but we got together when I was very young and we made a bunch of stupid mistakes and definitely weren't ready for what was going on um but for some reason we've had this weird connection that we've just not been able to avoid or ignore and we keep running back into each other and I don't know this time it just feels like Maybe it's time to figure it out. Like, I don't I don't know. I'm not going to go so far as to be like, this is the last time ever. But like it, we're giving it a good go and we're, we're different people now. Um, that was something that I was not expecting. 
it's something that I expect a lot of people to give me grief about. But when you live on earth right now, you're going to just try to find happiness anywhere you can. And right now I'm happy. So this person has been weaved throughout my life since I was 18 years old. Um, uh, it's the one that I referred to as having saved me because he's the person that gave me permission to be who I was. And um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Things have been a lot different this time. And it's been really surprising. I don't get surprised a lot, especially by men. So, I mean, unless it's like bad. I don't get good surprises from men. Like, <laughs> But they've been good. What are your thoughts on that, Indy? Because I actually made, I actually wouldn't tell you until I could video chat you to see your face when I told you. Right. Well, okay. So this person was also weaved throughout my whole entire poly experience against my own will. <laughs> but, yeah. No offense. No offense. It just wasn't my doing. Um, but I think, well, like I had explained to you, Jay, like of all people to have issue with it, like, I think I was probably within your top like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like my first husband is is the, is at the top, and then um, and then probably you. I don't know. Well, and that was because of the way that this person was tied in to everything, and in the end, you kind of have to look at. The, the people, their their own experiences and their own journey are just that. It's theirs. Yeah, it's outside of you. That's a lesson so, that I had to learn. Yeah, and as far as anybody else having, like, issue with it, it's like, as long as these people, they're, they're not hurting anyone or each yeah. other, then, and there's, they're happy, then... Like, what's the problem? Like, if you actually have that much of a problem with it, then it's a deeper issue with yourself. Yeah. Because in the end, this is not really about me. It's not about my feelings or my experience. Like, this person was the same person that was tied into, I don't even know how to word it. <laughs> it's the whole dramatic thing that happened in the beginning that um, brought you into being polyamorous when my ex-husband cheated <laughs> and, it yeah. was it was his girl this this person's girlfriend yeah um and that situation just got so twisted yes that it got twisted and um i had Basically, I was having this this particular man shoved down my throat. I, like, really, I don't even think he realized it. <laughs> I don't know if he did either. But my that's my thing is if you actually take such offense to it that you need to cut out one or both of these people for whatever reason, when neither of them are hurting anyone then you got some stuff to figure out because yeah. for, and this is something that I've learned about like just extreme 
emotions in general when it comes to other people's lives and choices. If you have an extreme reaction to it, Oh, yeah. It's usually because you're afraid of something. Oh, it's it's just been such a it's been such a roller coaster because like one, I was afraid of telling you um, because I I know that, you know, a lot of my history with him. You have your own history with how he's affected your life. Um, everyone knows that he and your ex-husband, uh, my ex, uh, have a lot in common or had a lot in common. They are very similar personality types they they like a lot of the same things um even they admitted they were a lot of like alike and part of one of the issues that me and um this person have are when i started to date your ex-husband i had also talked about dating him around the same time and it caused um issue and i think that's also kind of how I don't know it was such a weird time and it kind of he kind of flipped out about the idea that I would also be dating your ex-husband at the same time and so we didn't get back together like um we've not been in a relationship for over a decade and for various other reasons uh we spent the last three years not even speaking and then when we were connected I was like if I can go three years without talking to you and then the second we're in the same like physical space, uh, everything feels the same. Like we need to figure this out. Like we really need to put intentional effort into figuring out if this is going to be a thing that we can do or not, because we obviously can't shake each other. And it it's another part of that lesson like of am I going to keep going back to things that hurt me or am I going to learn to have my own boundaries and also like is it possible for people to change like is it possible for people to put in the actual work to be ready for a relationship that they weren't ready for before like that's another thing that I'm kind of exploring in this yeah and I think something that I've noticed um you know growing up big being in my 30s now is like people say that other people don't change well it's like I mean if you really want to split hairs yeah everybody changes Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of how um so if someone chooses to look at their own flaws and change in response to the consequences that they had to deal with when they were having these toxic behaviors, then I would imagine that they would probably change for the better. But if they have these toxic traits and want to make everyone else out to be the problem and how it was never them, it was not them, and how everyone else has just screwed them over in their life, then they are probably going to change but it's probably going to be for the worse. Yeah. <laughs> because they're just going to evolve themselves around it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I look at things and I know that I've done things in my past. Um, even even regarding this person, I've done things in my past that the current me wouldn't do. So if I'm going to say that 
there's no way that he could have changed. I have to say, I have to admit there's no way that I could have changed. So in order to believe that I can change and be a better person, I have to believe that other people can as well. And I think that's why I keep getting into situations where I give the wrong person too many chances. But honestly, I think I would rather be that person than be someone who just treats people like they can't ever be redeemed right right yeah and you you have to figure out where your boundaries are because like and may might be a poor example but these people aren't going to um they're not going to be held accountable for those changes if you just cut them out yeah for sure and cutting them out sometimes yes that's absolutely the thing to do that's what you need to do. But if they are not willing to see it and they continue to fall back into the same patterns, then I feel like that's different. Like you kind of have to you have to find your balance. Like you can't be like completely on one side of the fence or the other or you're still going to end up having similar problems. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that considering he was such a hot button topic throughout the majority of my marriage. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he's it's a hot like, button topic here still. Yeah, I'm sure. And, but also I think he was, I say, I think, but we also know now he was a hot button topic because people were afraid of it. Yeah. Because they're afraid of them not changing for the better. Yeah. And them possibly hurting you or causing more damage uh, to the family in general. So like and I I, I knew because you were talking about how, you know, that you you still had y'all still had feelings for each other and all that. And I knew that. Yeah. I told your I told I told your husband that the night we broke up. Yeah, that was one of the big things that I told him. Was oh, that, yeah. That, that, know, it's, oh, my God, that did have to do with that. Oh, oh, I forgot that part. That was one of the matches I set fire to be mm -hmm. like, <laughs> and this little fact yeah. that I've noticed, but y'all just want to pretend that that's not real. <laughs> yeah. OK, so there's been periods where I've been like this person. um isn't a problem for me because I have been able to compartmentalize it because I did admit uh, forever ago before I even knew any of you like you your ex-husband my my husband that you dated um this person is always going to be a thing for me and I know that mm -hmm. um but if he is a detriment to my life historically i've been able to put it in a box and put it away mm -hmm. but i still know that, that it's there and i've been able to handle it it's this thing exists and this thing is over here um even when we reconnected this time it honestly was because of your ex-husband because your ex-husband left the state and i redownloaded tinder and i got locked out of my tinder account therefore all my blocked people were no longer blocked and when i ran across it i was like oh I bet he'll swipe on me. 
And I did. And um, so I swiped and he did. And I knew that was going to happen. And we talked. And the thing that was different this time is that he would volunteer um, admission of things that he had messed up. Um, And there was no reason for him to do that. It was just like he was I know I did X, Y and Z and I'm sorry you didn't deserve that. And I've never gotten that. And I made myself wait a full month of no red flags before I even put out the idea that we could see each other. And he didn't push. He didn't ask. And that was a big deal as well. Everything was in my court. Everything has been in my court the whole time. But I knew as soon as I saw him, I would be everything would reignite. I absolutely knew that. Um, And it did. And. I still think that if things were to start to be detrimental, I think I still could put it in a box and put it away. I don't want to. Um, I tried to walk into it really big and bad and be like, I'll do this as long as it's fun. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, I care about how this turns out. God damn it. Um, So I can't say that I won't be sad if I have to detach again. Um, but I think if I was, I think if I stuck with, this is just a fun thing, like, I think I would be doing it a disservice. So I don't think that I would have been right in just halfway exploring it. So we'll just see. I'm having a good time. Um, and I'm really excited about the possibilities for the future. There's a lot that is a lot different. And a lot of people in my life aren't really ready to believe that. But like you said, it's not about them. Yeah. And as long as it doesn't neg- negatively affect their existence, then it's they don't really have a place to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But my therapist, actually, I've been talked I've talked to my therapist a couple of times, who I absolutely expected to be like, Jasper, what are you doing? And I was just like, they were just like, no, you seem like you have a handle on it. And um, our last thing was that I'm supposed to let myself have the relationship that I wanted because I'm constantly looking for something to be wrong. So yeah. that's where we're at is, yes, I am diving back into my past, into the fact that I do put myself back into situations that have been not great because I keep giving people chances. But again, I feel like the universe is like, throwing a whole bunch of let's see if you really can hold your own boundaries and yeah and I think I will like I think that my peace is more important than having the validation from some outside source because I know I feel like I know what my worth is now and I feel like part of my relationship with your ex-husband was he stood up and chose me and defended me and that's what this guy didn't do Mm-hmm. And I think that if this guy would have done that, I wouldn't have ended up with your ex-husband at all. Because that's what happened is your ex is very loud and very aggressive and very combative. And and previously, this relationship that I have with, with this guy, he's been very cowardly about things and very averse to conflict and very... I would rather let things go than have to deal with uncomfortableness. And that's how I ended up with your ex is Mm -hmm. they were that's where their similarities absolutely 
were the opposite. And I wanted someone who would stand up and choose me and defend me. And um, that turned out real well. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was, uh, you know, it's funny you were saying that about the differences between my ex and your former ex current partner yeah i don't know what to call him i don't know and this i know just like gonna get more and more confusing yeah so i mean he's been pretty honest with everybody in his life about things so i think we could just call him v like i called him v for from v for vendetta for a yeah. long time because i feel like he felt i feel like he kind of showed me like the world or whatever you know like then yeah. like we that's been a thing, like the V and E V from V and Vendetta. Um, he is he's he's older than me. Like he gave me permission to be who I was. He kind of gave me the confidence to go out there and be badass. And so that was a big thing for a while. So we can just call him V. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say with that is like how you were describing V and his, how he responds to they or not even responds, but offers up the information and handles things. And I don't think that I could ever imagine my ex-husband being that way. But then you also go back to, you know, everybody changes. Yeah. So I'm sure you couldn't have seen me being that way back when we first met. No. And okay. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot of airtime with this, but oh God, it was so, it was so, ah, it was so bad because in the beginning when we when we were just chatting um some of the things that were said were were almost line for line the same things that your ex said when we got back together like mm-hmm. i don't have any expectations i'm just glad you're in my life like i like stuff like that and like i would even screenshot things that your ex had said to me when he and i got back together and i would be like the mm-hmm. universe is testing me like like and i would send it to him and i'd be like look at look at the similarity like i am an idiot like but but when they can follow that up with uh reactions that match that that's where the difference is yeah for sure and so like and and then i was thinking you know we all like how i was saying we all change and how he is a different person to be in a relationship with than he was back however many years ago it's been since you guys were together like now i'm imagining like think of any of your exes if you know them at all like now like if you could imagine like could you imagine me trying to date my ex-husband now oh absolutely not like it would be bad (laughs) it would not go very well it would go downhill very quickly um but that's the thing though is like everybody kind of changes and like while like 15 years ago i was all about that person Mm -hmm. now it's like i'm so far off in a different direction growth wise than I was then that and you know as far as I know he could be in the same boat you know he could be completely different he probably is but you know it's just you can't really 
it's it's hard to compare um relationships when they occur at very oh, yeah, sure. drastically like, different like, okay, points so like, in people's I've, lives. One thing that I've noticed and it it's the little things that you notice, right? Like the other day, um he and I went to um my friend's house so that I could introduce them to him, you know. Um, they're really protective over me. They're the people that I went to like the day off, like the day after your ex-husband and I broke up. Um, and when me and V went on Facebook as being, you know, official or whatever, like these friends hit me up and was like, when, when do we get to meet him? And I was like, uh, whenever you want. Um, so, um, I took him over there and then we left and like it, he was great the whole time. And then I left my I left my bag there. So like we got almost all the way back home and I was like, shit, I think I left my bag. So then we had to drive all the way back to their house and they live pretty close to me. And then when we got back to his house again, I was like, I realized that I was going to have to get up at like 5 a.m. and go to my sister's house. So I was like, I didn't have my car. So I was like. Because of my relationship with him previously and my relationship with your ex-husband, where everything is an inconvenience, I was trying to figure out how to get my vehicle to me without having to ask for help. Because asking for help ends up being more trouble than it's worth more often than not in my history. And like he was unaware that I was like, trying to finagle how to get my truck to me without having to bother him. And he walks in and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get my truck here because I have to leave at like five, 5 a.m. And there's no way like you're getting up at 5 a.m. to take me home. Um, and he was just like, I will take you to get your truck. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, yeah, but you just had to drive me like almost all the way back to my house, like twice already. It's like, and he's like, you're being ridiculous. I'll take you to get your truck. And that was just so abnormal for me. Mm -hmm. And I was doing all of this crazy logistics to try to be like, okay, well, like if so-and-so can like bring so-and-so to drop off my truck, like, but they're busy right now, but maybe later tonight, like it was like, I was like making such a big deal mm -hmm. out of something that was not a big deal. And he just walked in and was like, not a big deal like and that it's so dumb how comforting that was for him to just walk in and be like why are you being crazy i will take you to your truck like well that's the difference but, when you get with someone after you've been in like toxic relationships then like you get those responses and then you realize how much that other person fucked you up like I know and you don't even think about it because it feels normal in that moment when you're trying to navigate and jump through those hoops to try and like yeah. avoid giving them an inconvenience and then like you actually are like okay well something's gonna get fishy here in a minute so I'm just I just might as well tell them what's going on I have had that happen with my partner so many times and, like, now I used to have so much anxiety just asking him to, like, help me do a favor. Like, I needed to ask him to take me to drop off my trash at the closest dumpster so that, like, 
who I'm living with doesn't have to do it. And I had so much anxiety when I initially was like, and I ask him. And then when I did, he's like, yeah. I know. And it's like, not uh, even, it's like barely, he barely blinks about it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll come over right now and get it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not um, what I asked. <laughs> but I appreciate your enthusiasm to be there for me. <laughs> it's, and it's crazy. It's crazy when you look at those responses and you're like, oh, it, it should be that easy. <laughs> yeah for sure it's it's so insane mm-hmm. like the amount of times that v has to be like it's fine is ridiculous because not even just like based on our previous relationship it was right after him and his ex-wife had split up and they were still living together and our whole entire relationship was based around her schedule mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason that we broke up is I felt like I was constantly having to live on his schedule all the time. And now I'm so busy and I'm doing so many things. The time that we spend together is based on my schedule. And I'm aware of that. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know when I'm going to be able to hang out again. And he's like, it's okay and I'm like are you sure because <laughs> it, it feels not okay but like he's like no I, I it's fine like we'll there's time we'll spend time when we can we like, have I'm phones. just glad that you're here we, we will probably yeah. text within the next 30 minutes it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm just like and it's so weird how so many things are reversed now and he's having to really see what my side of things were like the first time around. And even with my best friend, my best friend cut me out because, not because of him, but they had a a not, a not great reaction um, regarding him. And I said... Hey, I get it, but maybe the language you used was a bit harsh and I'm going to have to work through that. Um, And then that turned into a really big fucking deal. But that person cutting me out kind of put him in the position that was similar to when I started dating your ex-husband and he flipped out and... He was like, oh, wow, yeah, I get it. This this seems ridiculous that they're throwing a fit over this and you're really upset and there's nothing I can do about it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah." People tend to have a strong reaction to me and things that happen in my life. Like it's either it's either very strongly positive or very strongly negative, And I do not know why. Um, other than I just am very straightforward. And I don't tiptoe around stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. With people know. having like I had people messaging me when they found out that you and I were speaking again and being like, girl, you know, I love you. I just want to make sure that you're like 
that you're taking care of yourself. And, and it wasn't even like that nice. It was like, I don't really like, you know, you can't trust them, blah, 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 you know, and just very much like letting me know that they're on my side, but also making it known that like they have issue with this, this, uh, bond rekindling. And it's like, like, why are you so upset? Like, how does this affect your life? You know, like, I just, you're like, why are you upset that like, I have something good happening? Like there is where there was once a lot of negative, it is now positive. So it's very, uh, interesting once that starts happening there was something else that i was gonna say in relation to that is okay so you were talking about how um your uh how v is similar to my ex-husband and how like a lot of people saw that so because of my own experience with going from one toxic relationship to another and getting trauma from both and some of that trauma overlapping. Did you ever get like confused as to where the trauma came from when you start reacting weirdly? Like, I'm sure that there's probably things that you like the whole vehicle incident. Yeah. So like, where, where did the trauma come from? Um, I, I, because I've put so much time and effort into understanding trauma and understanding how I'm reacting to things, um, I, I usually have a pretty good idea where it comes from and I understand what situations reinforce it or, or relate to it. Um, and I've known for a long time what, what kind of trauma I have from, from V and I know how it gets triggered and like one of the things that really was different this time around is like I I legitimately went I didn't realize how this topic was gonna affect me um but it makes sense and maybe we should go to proactive counseling um because it would be stupid to think that we're not gonna have triggers around each other um and right off the bat, he was like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I want this to work. And I, that's something that I don't know if we would have gotten from mm-hmm. your ex. Um, I, it's, it's not been, it wasn't a thing that ever materialized mm-hmm. for me and him. Um, even though we knew how yeah. cha- chaotic everything was. Um but I don't know if I get confused so much as like I get triggered and then I've I've always been the person that is like why am I reacting this way because it's not how I want to like but I have control issues in the way that I don't like reacting Mm -hmm. emotionally I like Mm -hmm. I've always 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 um kind of I idolized Vulcans from like Star Trek and their ability to think through ever like to control their they have intense emotions and that's why they rule through logic is because they know that their emotions can't be trusted right 
Um, and that's one of the things that V and I connect on is we both love Star Trek, like, like insanely. Um, and we both love Vulcans. Like, uh, yeah, I don't like reacting emotionally. And when I do, I immediately try to investigate it to figure out why and what it touched in me that made me react that way. Um, so when I do have stuff, I don't find it so much confusing as um, surprising sometimes and how it relates because mm-hmm. I do have a lot of abandonment trauma that is around V, but I have a lot of, um, oh, how do I put this? It doesn't really it, like the the, ty- the types of trauma that I had with V and with your with your ex don't align. Like they're, mm-hmm. um, they're from separate parts of myself. Um, even though they're very similar people, so I don't think that I've been super triggered in ways that relate to your ex currently. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered that question like well but um i i I think it was a fine answer i've I've noticed you know as you were talking um just thinking about how like because i'm brought back to when me and my ex when you guys were still around and we were trying to really work on things and he was sort of kind of trying to take accountability for the damage that he had done. But I would find obviously there's resentment that comes up when you're kind of trying to deal with those things. And with, I know that that might come up with you and V and I was thinking about that, like where, where that line would be. It's not so much a, question I guess but just kind of explaining my thought process of the whole idea of making something work that has previously done damage yeah for sure um and thinking about how you know some people in your truck example might on realizing Oh, you were trying to walk around these eggshells that aren't really here anymore. Some people might respond with, a, oh, well, that's your fault. You did that, you know, even jokingly. Yeah. And it matters how you respond to it. Yeah. Like it, it's interesting to see that, like, I guess, played out in a different, in a different uh, sense because obviously if the trauma is a lot closer, like within mine and my ex-husband's relationship, we were, we never broke up. We were just trying to work on things. But now that you guys have had that space and that time to work on yourselves, it kind of, I don't know, it seems like it might have created like a buffer with uh when it comes to responding to things like that. Oh yeah. That's just kind of what I was thinking about with that, because I mean, that was totally your response based on your previous experiences, whether it was your previous relationship with V or somebody else. Yeah. 
Um, I have I have been hit with some weird things. Um, like first off, like with just kind of going off of what you said, um, V does say that he did need that. Like I said, we didn't talk for like the last three years, and he said that he did need that time to to be away to like like you know go mm-hmm. out into the desert and like you know really take inventory of what he had done in his life and how it had affected everything. And we're both really grateful that we had that time away from each other to grow and and realize uh who we are and what we want and there's been a lot of appreciation for the work that we've done away from each other but then i i realized i brought this up to you and i was like i was joking yesterday or over the past couple days that this episode was going to be like fuck connor s thompson and everything that he stood for and he was a play against humanity because that's one of those things that triggered me unnecessarily is um, both he and your ex um, had a had an affinity for mm-hmm. Hunter um, that affected the way that they speak mm-hmm. and the way that they write. And even I think I mentioned in one of the episodes, the first episodes that. I realized that Johnny Depp's text messages triggered me because they Mm -hmm. also sounded like Hunter. Um, And so stuff like that will catch me off guard. And I find myself feeling like I need to calm me down Mm -hmm. when he's just venting because he writes in that very flamboyant, elaborate, like profanity filled like style about mundane things that to me triggers this is a bad situation that I'm going to have to handle. But it isn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a thing that I have to handle. And and with V, it hasn't been a thing that I've had to handle. It's just a way that he expresses himself that harkens back to Mm -hmm. shit I would have to deal with, with Mm -hmm. our ex that would be Mm -hmm. a thing that was my problem that I had to manage. And it set me down a whole, like Hunter S Thompson was like, is ruining people's lives and it wasn't fucking worth anything. And I'm we'll, we'll get there. Maybe the next episode will be me attempting to dismantle everything that hunter s thompson (laughs) built i think that hunter s thompson was just in the right place at the right time and he just got lucky because he had the balls to say things that people were thinking and didn't have the nerve to say at the time i think that he was very overrated i he still kind of kicked open the door to gonzo journalism but also gonzo journalism is what does mostly it accomplish? like just real it's just it's just relaxed journalism it's like like literally it's just self-centered journalism because it talks about like the whole idea of gonzo journalism is like you um 
I don't want to speak for all of Gonzo journalism, but it's, I was listening to some podcasts about it once we were talking about it more. And it's, it's the whole idea is that you're, you know, you're set on an assignment to like have this experience, but that experience is not that experience. Like he was sent, he was intended to go to Las Vegas originally about the race was that book about the race? Absolutely fucking no. not. That was No, like not, none of it was about the race. It was just his journey while he was there. It was just a completely misdirected narrative. Like and he just and that was during a time where the government was doing a whole bunch well, this was after then what year was it when he was doing when he was writing that? I'm trying to remember. That was a. That was, was that the early eighties or was it the seventies? I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Um, but that was during a time where, like, psychedelics were like the cool thing to do. You know, that's what. Since the government was testing on it, like everybody was doing psychedelics. They didn't really have like a professional writer. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap up, I think that the lessons that we have learned over the past few weeks are not to take anything for granted. Um, yes. People can change and boundaries are important. Yes. Um, exactly. And fuck Connor S. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, thanks so much for checking us out. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. Just search Polycult on Instagram and Twitter. That's Polycult, P-O-L-Y-C-V-L-T. You can also shoot us an email at polycultpodcast at gmail.com or just leave us a rating wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Polycult. This has been Indy and Jay, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>